Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Moriardi, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. I have a review of the week to read, and I love the title of this one. It like gave me butterflies. What is the review of the week, you may be asking? The review of the week is when you take one minute of your time, head to Apple Podcasts, and leave Dear Runner Bot a review. I will choose a review at random each week to read on the pod. If you hear your review read, you can send me an email or a DM at Serena Marie RD, and I will send you a totally free masterclass. You can choose the one that is the best fit for you. It's over $100 of value. So definitely worth the one minute to go leave me a review. And not only are you entering a lifetime chance to win a prize, but also it helps the podcast reach more listeners, which is pretty awesome since we have a very important message to share. So today I am celebrating the podcast review by JP721. This person said, I am an athlete, a great podcast to help you see yourself as a runner and help teach you how to make the best choices to get you to be the greatest athlete you can be. That is so true, JP721. I am so happy to hear you claiming that identity as an athlete. Make sure you send me a message to claim your prize. I can't wait for you to listen to today's episode with Stacy. Stacy and I met through um, an introduction from Amanda Brooks from Run to the Finish. And Stacy is just like, ugh, such an amazing person. I love her energy and she's really going to inspire you today. So Stacy is a UESCA and RRCA running coach. She has worked with runners from all over the world to not only become stronger physically, but mentally as well. Stacy started her own running journey back in 2015 and since has run three marathons, quite a few half marathons, and even a triathlon or two. Her main focus recently with her own training has been about having a positive mindset, especially on race day. She tries to pull from her own experience to help the runners that she coaches to see that they are not alone in their journey. If you follow Stacy on Instagram, you will also know that she runs on iced coffee no matter the temperature or the weather. I can't wait for you to listen to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Dear Runner Bod. Today we have my dear friend Coach Stacy on the line. Coach Stacy's Instagram is so entertaining. She inspires me, and I'm really, really excited to dive into some mindset mindset work with Stacy today. So, Stacy, tell everyone hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Serena. Thank you for having me on. Today. I'm excited to deep dive into some mindset discussion. Yay. So Stacy and I sometimes actually will share clients. Like I'll be doing the nutrition and she'll be doing the run coaching together. And I love when we do that because I feel like it's like this one-two punch of just like all of the mindset inspiration and obviously also the nutrition and the awesome run coaching. Um, But Stacy, I know when we've chatted before about like the mindset piece and how to kind of separate yourself from being in that mentality of like being really hard on yourself 
being stuck in the comparison trap. I know you kind of mentioned briefly to me that you weren't always like so able to separate yourself from all those mind games. So can you tell me a little bit about like, why did you get so into mindset? Like, where did you start? And like, how did you end up where you are now? Yeah, I think when I first started out, just like everyone else, you're looking to the internet and to social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, articles, what have it, for guidance of like the right things to do, the wrong things to do, how I should perform as a runner. But when it comes down to it, like we're all individuals. And I really started to dive into mindset for me probably over the last two to three years when I was starting to push myself to my limits with my running. But come race day, I was always bombing. And it was because my mental side of training was lacking. I wasn't taking the time to think what those obstacles were for me personally when it came time to perform and cross over that start line. So it was time to kind of pull back the layers and see what was holding me back on those days. That's so interesting. So like race day, these are your words, you were bombing. Um, And so like... I guess, how did you put those things together, right? Because I think, and maybe the internet is now changing. Like, I feel like since I started, like, kind of on Instagram versus now, there, there is a little bit more awareness around, like, mindset work, nervous system activation. But um, I feel like for a lot of people, their first go-to wouldn't be, I'm bombing on race day because of my mindset. Like, what kind of, like, pointed you in that direction? So just like I coach athletes, you coach athletes of all types of experience levels. I have a coach myself. Plus I have a team behind me, a PT, a running coach, mentors, what have it. So I was going to them and talking with them after the race and kind of pulling apart the different pieces to see like what, like what, what kind of went wrong that day. And, you know, we came to the ultimate decision that I was mentally getting in the way of what was happening on race day. You know, other elements, of course, nutrition played in and maybe, you know, needed more strength training in certain areas, but it's a puzzle and all of these pieces fit together so that we can get to the start line and get to the finish line. Wow. Okay. I love this. I love even thinking of it as like a puzzle because I think so often we want to just kind of like zoom in on one thing and almost get like fixated on it, right? Like I think for a lot of runners, they're really into the data and the numbers and like analyzing the training and analyzing the mileage and the speed workout. And this is like a little bit less like quantitative. It's a little bit more of this like subjective element to kind of say like, wait a second, I'm getting in my own way because I'm in my head. That's like so interesting that your coach was even able to like identify that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even, you know, I attempted a time trial last weekend and I was in my head from the very beginning. Like I was looking at past race results to see what the top female finish time was, see what the age group breakdowns were for me. So I got to the start and I was already so internalizing what I was hoping to get out of that day. And, you know, I, I set myself up (laughs) instead of just going in to have fun. Like I have been doing over the past year with my races of just, just going to enjoy. And that's usually when the outcome is very positive (laughs) and I do surprise myself. So I think this is like so interesting, right? And I know I struggle with this because what we're saying here is like when you're enjoying the process, 
mm-hmm. you have these like better outcomes, right? And it, and, it, and it makes sense like physiologically, like if you're not stressing yourself out and like obsessing over things, there's less cortisol, there's less stress hormone, um, mm-hmm. there's less of an inflammation cascade. And then yeah, there's also just less of that like mental resistance and, and running yeah. is a mental sport. Um, but like when you're feeling down, it can be really hard to be like, okay, Serena, like put a smile on your face and like go out there. And so like, how do we deal with that, Stacey? Like if we are already just feeling down in the dumps, feeling hard on ourselves, like how do you do that either for yourself or I know you work with so many amazing running clients. Like how do you help to get someone out of that mental funk? I think it's first getting them to believe in themselves. You know, a lot of times they'll come to us with these goals and it's always the but statements, but I can't run that that fast, but I don't have time in my schedule to do that, but I can't lift that heavy. It's always starts with a but. So it's trying to delete that word from their vocabulary and getting them to believe that they can do it. You know, where they're at at this point in their journey may look different than what it was a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever the case may be. So meeting themselves where they're at now, looking at all of the things that are going on in their life and seeing how they can do it and that it's okay that they might not be at the same pace they were before, lifting the same amount of weight that they were before. And I've had quite a few runners that have texted me over the last two months and they're like, thank you for believing in me because now I believe in myself too. And I'm able to do X, which they're like, you were right. I was in my head. And (laughs) to me, it's just like such a proud moment that I was able to help them see that and kind of get over that hurdle. Yeah. I have like butterflies just like imagining getting that text and Um, yeah, I love this idea of like the butt statement. So it's almost like if you're sitting here listening to the podcast and you're nodding your head and you're like, yeah, but I really think I can't do X, Y, Z. Um, so how do we like do to simply like force yourself to not say it anymore? Like how do you, like, do you replace the butt statement with something else? Like how do you kind of like, if somebody maybe doesn't even have a coach and she's just at the beginning of considering getting a coach or considering that she wants to believe in herself. Like what do we kind of do with that butt statement? I think it's just slowly, it's a slow start. Like it's not going to change overnight and it's not going to change within the first month. But I, I think it's just the first step is making yourself aware that you're saying these things. Cause I think so many of us say it without realizing it because it's that comparison trap. So it's kind of, making yourself aware of it. And then slowly, what are the steps that you can take that work for you to kind of get on that other side? Is it, if you're not running consistently and that is your goal, what steps can you do to kind of, you know, get rid of that? What, what thought processes are you having that are getting in the way of you running a straight mile? And then, you know, trying to, every time you go out and run, to take a little bit step further with running consistently and kind of pushing those negative thoughts to the side. It's going to take time (laughs) and it's not, it could take you a full year, it could take you two years, but it's, it's worth, you know, taking the time to practice it and making yourself, like I said, more aware. Yeah. I always tell my clients awareness precedes change. And I feel like they hate it when I say that because they're like, yeah, but like, 
I'm making mistakes. Like I'm, you know, I don't, I didn't feel good when I did that. And I'm like, yay, awareness, this is great. But really like that is such a huge component because like Stacey said, Mm -hmm. like it is so automatic to be stuck in comparison. And another thing, Stacey, and I wonder if you agree with this. Do you feel like it's kind of almost like socially acceptable to like talk down about yourself and to be like, like, oh yeah, like I could never do that, but she can because she's, you know, different than I am. Like, I feel like that's socially acceptable, especially for women. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I hear it almost all the time that, you know, well, she did that, but that's because she looks this way or, you know, she's built that way or her schedule allows her for it to be that way. But it doesn't matter. Like, we're all on individual journeys and we have our own goals. And I say this to all of my runners like on repeat, they're probably tired of hearing me saying it, but like, this is your journey, your story to write your goals and let's work at them with whatever way works best for you. I'm not just copying and pasting what I do with every single one of them because they're all so different and they should be treated that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the small steps that you said, like kind of like step one was that awareness. Step two is those small steps is realizing that, yeah, we're not, we're, it's going to take time. We have to be patient. And I think as runners, we're all like very, I don't want to say we're impatient, but I think we're like looking for those like sexy, dramatic results and those PRs. And so I think when like your coach is celebrating the fact you added like half a mile to your long run and you're like, but I want to run a marathon. It can be really like, it can feel really like hard to celebrate that, but Mm -hmm. really celebrating those small steps. And that's what makes that journey unique is that everyone's Mm -hmm. small steps to get to their goal is going to look different. Yes. And I will 100% celebrate those finish line PRs, but you know, from us talking in the past, I'm all about the process and that's where the real growth and the real change happens. So I'm 100% going to like shout it from the rooftops and celebrate with you if you're able to do those extra few reps of, you know, within your strength training, if you're able to, you know, take two butts uh, sentences or statements out of your weekly conversations. Anything that's small that's along the way to get to that bigger goal is so worth celebrating. And I think that's not something we hear a lot. It's always, you know, the the race day wins or losses. But what about all of the weeks leading up to that? Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, I always remind my clients, which are predominantly female runners, is, mm-hmm. you know, anyone can celebrate a PR. Like that's a really easy thing to be like overjoyed about and like, and to celebrate. Um, but like as runners, like we're here to do the hard thing. Like we're here, like our life is all about, I'm not going to sit on the couch at the end of the day. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to challenge myself. And so like committing to the process, like you're saying coach Stacy, and saying like, let's celebrate the process. That is like mentally like such a hard thing to do. But as Mm -hmm. athletes committed to doing the hard thing, like, I don't know, like, that just makes me feel like extra badass when I can, like, get behind that. And I'm like, yeah, like, my life is all about, like, challenging myself, not only physically, but even mentally. Yeah. It's like challenging yourself to take that rest day because you're extra, extra tired because your life stressors are demanding way more from you. And while some people, physical activity can help, sometimes resting and just letting your body kind of be is also something that should be celebrated. 
Yeah, absolutely. Not only about celebrating the PRs or the hardest workouts, it's about celebrating the whole, the whole thing, the puzzle, like the whole puzzle. Yes, exactly. You know, you mentioned something before that I thought was really important, especially for this podcast, which is mostly about just like body acceptance and celebrating your body. And you mentioned like sometimes an athlete will come to you and be like, Coach Stacy, like she can do that because she looks a certain way or her her life is different than mine, but like I can't do that because I look a certain way or what what have you. How do you coach your athletes through that if they have these limiting beliefs? Like how do you help them to realize like they're just as capable as anyone else? I think it's important to break it down. Like there's no one way of doing something and Specifically, I'm talking about like with strength training, there's no one way to do something. Yes, you can do like the crazy hard challenges that you see on Instagram, but let's break down the movement to the very basic. There's nothing wrong with doing the the basic exercises or the basic movements. So it's, you know, kind of taking the exercises apart and meeting the runner where she's she or he are at. So how can we make it so it's enjoyable for them and something that they can you know, work through and finish and feel proud. Yeah. So it's like, no matter who you are, where you're at in your journey, like you still are giving them all the different pieces that any athlete Mm -hmm. would get. And just because their piece might look different, doesn't make it any less effective is kind of what I'm hearing. Yes, exactly. There, Mm -hmm. you know, there's tons of options, you know, there's guided uh, classes that they can follow, but they might not be able to do what their seeing said instructor do. So it's how can we take that and make it so that they're able to follow along and do it too with the resources that they have and the strengths or the weaknesses that they have. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, like when I just asked that question, like Stacy didn't even blink an eye. She was just like, oh, like, like, you know, this is, this is just the way it is. And I think so often it's about the story you're telling yourself. Like people will be like, oh, like Stacey's not going to be able to help me because like I look a certain way or I haven't exercised in X number of years. And I'm sitting here looking at coach Stacy, and she's not blinking an eye. And she's like, oh, well, this is what I do with every single athlete. Like, you know, like I think we get in our own way and we tell ourselves like, oh, there's no way someone's going to be able to handle this situation that I quote unquote have put myself in or I qu- I'm dealing with. But you're like co- totally unfazed over there. <laughs> well, it like you don't know the whole picture. You don't know the whole picture be- behind like what's going through everyone's lives. You know, you can see one thing when you meet with them in person, or you can see one thing when you see them posting online, but you don't know all the other layers that are going into it. And when I talk with my runners, whether it's the first call or the 50th call, it's always communication is key. And whether you're talking it out with your coach or a friend or whoever it is, but everything plays a part into how we're running. And if our runs are just not going well, whether it's nutrition or life stressors, or you're doing things that are like a higher level than where you are physically at, like that's all going to play a part into it. So having someone, whether it's a one-on-one coach or just like a mentor or friend is really, I think, important for us to see ourselves succeed and get rid of those butt statements that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is so juicy. And I think that's like such a great takeaway that somebody can take from this podcast. Um, 
You know, you mentioned strength training and anyone who's not following Stacey's Instagram, I'm like, I'll have it linked in the show notes. Please go follow her because I love that it's a mix of like awesome strength training moves and then hilarious dances with your husband. Um, it's just like the best content on Instagram. I love it so much. Um, but I do want to kind of talk about strength training. And, you know, in particular, I want to talk about um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people will start strength training with this very like body composition, wanting to change their body composition focus in mind. And like for some people, they start strength training and their body composition changes and okay, cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But what about for the runners that start strength training and their body composition doesn't change and maybe they're feeling like disappointed or they're feeling like they're not doing it right or they're not doing enough. Like what's kind of the rule of thumb? Like when we're thinking about strength training, should we all be strength training? Like what's the deal? Why do you recommend it for your athletes? I think all runners should be strength training because the most important thing is injury prevention and being able to, you know, endure whatever distance is that is your goal. But I started there, you know, I fell in love with strength training before I fell in love with running. And I started strength training because I wanted to look cut and fit and like have the muscle definition. But then as I slowly became more in love with running at the same time, I knew I had to take the steps to help my weaknesses. And with that, that's where strength training came in. And that might not, you know, show the muscle definition, but I was able to run farther and farther and start to improve my personal paces because I was doing the things in the gym or with a trainer that was, you know, necessary to be a runner. And that might be simple body weight movements. It's not, you know, lifting the heavy, heavy weights. If that's your thing, that's great. And that's definitely something that you can incorporate, but you don't have to go crazy. It's doing the simple, basic movements. Right. So it's like, even if your body composition changing wildly, the injury prevention, the improving those weaknesses, being able to run longer, um, your pace improving potentially, like there's all these benefits, no matter, no matter like what your body looks like as a runner. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's not just going in and, you know, if you don't know how to do something in the gym, if you don't know how to use a machine or how to use a piece of equipment, like ask the questions, there's no stupid or silly questions. If this is something you really want to incorporate and you, it's something you enjoy, but you have that fear of the unknown, talk to the trainers. Or even if there's someone in the gym that looks friendly and approachable and that they know what they're doing, like, just ask them, how do I use this? Or like, can you kind of show me the form so that I'm doing this movement properly instead of possibly setting myself up for injury? Right. But, but ultimately it's like learning those moves, doing them correctly and doing them consistently are going to help yeah. you no matter like what your body does in response to those movements. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is something like, and I, I like just had an aha moment. I want to say in the last year um, of like realizing that I was kind of setting myself up for failure because I had it in my head. It was like lift heavy or like don't Mm -hmm. lift at all, which is such black and white thinking. And I didn't even realize I was doing it until like, basically I I moved into a new home. Getting to the gym is annoying from here. And I had all these weights in my house and I just kept like having resistance to lifting in my house. Cause I was like, why, like, why bother? Like that weight's not heavy. 
And I like kept myself stuck for so long versus now I finally got into this rhythm where I'm, I'm lifting the heavier weights consistently. And like, I just feel like it feels easy. It feels fun. It feels doable and good. And like, I realized I had this resistance because I had this like polarized idea that if I wasn't lifting heavy, it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, and people have a fear of lifting heavy too. So, and I think kind of the point with what you said, and I don't know if this is true, but I think lifting heavy kind of equals going to the gym. But if you have the resources in your house, the same workout can be done. It might not be with a barbell. It might be with dumbbells, but it can still have the same effect. Right, right. And I think that's really powerful is like if you notice you're not strength training and you're like, why can't I get into this rhythm? Maybe switch it up. Maybe use the body Mm -hmm. weight workouts. Maybe you go to the gym and you lift heavy. Maybe you don't go to the gym and you use your like 10-pound barbells you bought at a in target, like, you know, like mix it up and see what works best for you. Because really what I'm hearing from Stacy here is you just need to be consistent. Yes. You'll see it everywhere. Consistency is key. We hear that phrase like over and over and over again, whether it's the new year, the middle of the year, whatever. Um, But pick something that you enjoy. That is the most important. And then include it in your routine and schedule. And then week over week, you'll start to see improvement and then you might be able to throw something in to make it a little bit of a spicier workout, or you might just keep it body weight advanced. That's totally okay. As long as at the base of it, you're enjoying it. Which like brings the whole conversation full circle, which is that, you know, to keep your mindset in a positive place, we want to be enjoying what we're doing. We want to identify those areas where we're having mean or limiting belief self-talk and kind of just try and be patient and work on it and enjoy the process. Yes. The moment you start to not enjoy it is the moment you need to pause and just reevaluate everything as to, you know, go into your why. Why am I doing this? What am I getting out of it? And then restart, readjust. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Coach Stacy. Before we share like how everyone can find you, I always ask every guest on this pod, why do you love your body? I think I would say because I I know I can do hard things, whether that's physical or mental, that I've grown over the last six years in ways I would have never imagined with just being able to move my body in what ways feel good. Spoken like a true mindset guru. (laughs) Awesome. Stacey, how can people find you if they're interested in maybe working with you? Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. You are more than welcome to reach out via Instagram. It is uh, s underscore, underscore gross, G-R-O-S-S. I'd be happy to answer questions. If you want to take on -on one-on-one coaching, I have spots available. So follow me over on Instagram and that's where I'll be. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey. Thanks, Serena. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear Runner Bod. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.